Welcome to Living a Better Life podcast with your host, Madeline Golick. This is a weekly podcast exploring a variety of topics on how you can live a better life, not just physically, but in all aspects of what it means to be human living in a modern world. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not replace professional or medical advice. This podcast is sponsored by Ecophysiotherapy, where their mission is to educate, empower, and rehabilitate you back to health. Without further ado, please enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, back to the podcast. So today's episode, we are going to be exploring an alternative perspective to the boss lady narrative. My guest today is Dr. Lisa Holland. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Madeline, for inviting me. And I'm so excited to get introduced to your audience and and everything like that and have found you through the wonderful world of social media and uh, for you introducing this topic, because I think in terms of women's health, it's super, super important. Oh, I I absolutely believe that. And (laughs) certainly now more than ever, because it's us ladies, you know, like we're in the workforce, but, you know, children are home or, you know, our circumstances have changed you know, so much that our pressures are so uniquely different than they were Mm -hmm. even just a short period uh, of time ago. Um, I guess the best place for us to start is, you know, like introducing you to our listeners, like tell us about you and we'll kind of jump off from there. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, Well, you know, I was an athletic trainer, did my undergrad, bachelor's, got that at Hofstra University down in uh, New York. In the United States and uh, source sports medicine is something I really liked diving into. I really liked the mind body connection. You know, the athletes, uh, they get hurt on the field and you have them right in the, uh, you know, going on the bike because you, you got to stay, keep your head in the game, you know, and it was dynamic. And I got to learn a lot as I was in my undergrad. It wasn't like with PT school, which was on uh, physiotherapy school where you kind of like learned a lot after a year or so then you went into the clinic this was like classes and then at different levels you were either helper person or a main person and so you got a lot of experience so that attracted me and uh I went right into physical therapy school and I wanted to extend it because as a woman I knew hey at the time and again I'm I'm an older lady I'm 48 years old so back in the early 90s you know, athletic training was uh, not really in the high schools yet, not really other options. And my whole goal was going to have to be go to a professional team. And that was going to mean traveling around all the time. And, you know, like my, my, my ladder was, was really going to, you know, be kind of preset. So of course they said, let me go into physical therapy. It's kind of the same thing, but I get these hours and whatever. And so I spent 10 years in sports uh, therapy for the first 10 years in the New York metro area. And then I had my second baby. And I was like, hmm, I really don't want to work evenings till 8pm in the clinics and and the way it works. You know, I don't know if anybody could agree, but somehow, women sort of start adjusting their career path to accommodate the family as as babies come. and, and, And a lot of times we wanted to and that was really surprising to me, because I was like, Type A, very, you know, get this career ladder, like go, go, go. I, I bought right into those 1980s and 90s. And um, so that was really surprising. I was like, what do you mean I want to stay home and like watch my kids and pick up Cheerios 
hours all day. This isn't like me. And uh, so I, I, we moved. We moved out of the New York metro area in search of number one. I thought I was going to be stay at home mom. I was really burnt out from that. You know, had all my letters after my name, did the whole thing or whatever. But I was really like, well, what am I going to do? I got it. I know I was going to be my own boss. Um, but I didn't really know what I was going to do. And within a year, I started talking to the ladies in the cul-de-sac and they were like all into the YMCA, which is our local like exercise place. And uh, they really didn't like it. And I saw they were hurting because they were like me, kind of made a compromise in their career, but still had these ambitions. And like, there was, there was sort of like a, they were happy to be there with their kids or whatever, but they were still at five o'clock all drinking the wine, like, you know, like there's something missing. So I made um, one of the first boutique medical practices, like a medpreneur kind of launch thing back in 2005 called the Belly Guru. And it was a haven for prenatal through postpartum year. I kind of just redefined the whole thing. I was like, it's not nine months we're worried about. It's actually two years and pre and post. And I just started that conversation and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I remember looking at YouTube and I was like, what is that? Cause it was just starting up in 2006 and, you know, looking at all these things now, I was just navigating through, I made my own website. I like, you know, uh, did all these things. So by the time it became cool to, uh, you know, go off on your own cash physiotherapy place and, and kind of break the mold, I was already like, yeah, come on. And you can integrate and be like a yoga center if you want to. You can be like a Pilates place if you want to. And uh, my conversations kind of led me organically into mentorship. And I really felt a calling that there was something going on at the end of 2013 and early 2014. And I knew I somehow had to like find these other integrative change maker people. I didn't really know. And I think that was really kind of a a calling kind of, I, I didn't really, you know, that was my first step into living my yoga off the mat. And I sort of just followed myself and I started doing some things online, moved my center slowly online, learned the online stuff. And here I was, made the Mind Body Brand Academy, made my online learning center. Um, really over the past couple of years was just wanting my career to, and my business to work with where I was. And, um, COVID hit. And then <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm a, I, life didn't change too much for me. You know, I was already there. And so, uh, you know, that's kind of where I am now going back into uh, my personal life kind of blew up. I, I was on a little bit of a retreat, pulling back, staying online, staying, you know, took myself out of um, clinical work, kept with my podcast a little bit, um, because I work on brand. And, and that's, really it. If you can keep relevant in the conversations, you can start on up when you have to. And when COVID hit, I had been sort of on my gap rest year. And, you know, here we are again, revving things up. And now membership, now everybody's online. So I'm not this crazy lady anymore. Now everybody's seeing that we have to be able to, you know, do telehealth as well as maybe different wellness things as well as you know in the yoga therapy world I'm at they're just getting the understanding of I think where physical therapists were at years ago uh where how am I gonna work with them if I can't touch them and be there and and that sort of thing and broadening it so really my life story I kind of just was a couple of years ahead of the game and everybody sort of followed not necessarily me it's just that I kind of see things on the horizon, just like I see, I've always worked sort of life coaching 
as part of my therapy because I see the potential in people. I'm really not worried too much about your diagnosis. I think that's, you know, we're going to move you out of victim. We got to change the conversation. So I just sort of, you know, and I think women are really good at that. I think, you know, that's one of the things we're very good at adapting. Like you were just saying, hey, now we're homeschooling. Didn't know we were going to be homeschooling. Now we're homeschooling. We, that's, that's our gift to the world. That ability to be like, hey, husband got a new job across the country. All right, let's just pack it all up. I'll start my career. I'll start my business back over there. Like we, we're made like that. We're flexible. We bend. We don't break. And when we do break, which is why I think the lady boss culture is, is toxic. I mean, I think we were learning and we had to follow some way. But at this point, we have way too much education and um, technology and connection to keep following that dumb path, to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of, so I guess I'd like to start off maybe by, cause I wanted to, I guess I wanted to fi- sort of find out what led you to start exploring new perspectives um, in, in terms of like what it means to be a woman in business. But maybe before we dive into that, maybe you could just define how you understand the boss lady narrative? Like, what does that, how would you define that for somebody who's never maybe thought about the term or thought about that? And then like, what led you to start thinking about things differently? Yeah. Um, You know, uh, I think what we're looking at is very masculinized and I know we're not necessarily in a, well, here's the thing. We're not, we shouldn't be looking at ourselves in black and white and binary ways, but we do literally have females and males and they do have a function for reproduction at least you know like there are differences and it is you know we do have different biochemical things going on we do have different you know our physiology is not exactly the same which is why it was really bad for us to not have you know medical experiments done on women till the 90s because we just assumed hey they got hormones it's too hard to put in a research article and we're just going to cut it in half and go, go by weight, you know, like it. it uh, and so we kind of did that with business, you know, so, so we, you know, in the eighties put on the, 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 the shoulder pads and the suit. And, you know, I kind of call that the lipstick uh, patriarchy, you know, we put the heels on and the lipstick and then we went and we we're like, how can we be more like them? So they could add, you know, that way they could accept us and, and it works, you know, obviously if you're going to join a team and you learn the rules and you're good at learning the rules, like I just said, and you can adapt and mold and camouflage yourself, it works. I'm not saying it doesn't. But what it didn't work for is uh, understanding that with all that feminism that came in, um, we also have a physiology that cycles different, that deals with stress different, that has different positives, like intuitiveness and other things that were not recognized in, in the corporate culture. And so, you know, that whole push, 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 and bro marketing and like go till whatever and just leave the kid right after you can suckle them off. You could put in a pump, give them, you know, all that is not really, you know, we, we, we're evolved, but we're really very small on the scale of evolution. You know, we're really not that far from many of these, these ways that keep us healthy. And so with everything else, like everybody else at life, you know, on top of light bulbs changing when we go to sleep and computers messing with our, uh, 
you know, hormones and blue lights and all that. On top of that, we also put in a work culture that number one did not respect women in general. And then what they brought to the table in terms of their different point ways of views and playing with teens and dealing with stress and, you know, leadership, but also too disregarded everything that makes us kind of strong and unique. And so when you do that for many years, um, what I would see in the clinic is burnt out, you know, uh, the whole hormone, thyroid, uh, adrenal axis, like your whole metabolism sort of thrown off, your sleep patterns. Because again, on top of this, we're, we're the ones that the kids are breastfeeding off of. And we're the ones that, you know, so our cycles are off as it is. We're not really given any recovery. I mean, an athlete with an ACL tear or some back pain is given way more recovery than a woman who just went through 40 weeks having a child and then never mind the second child and the third child and managing all of that, even if they have a great partner, you know, like it's just, we can't change our physiology. So um, I personally was burnt out. I dealt with postpartum depression. You know, I dealt with a lot of now that I realized now that I studied women's health and went into that um, when I started my practice, I realized, oh, my thyroid must have been off postpartum. Like I, I was type A. I mean, my adrenals probably weren't ready for me to be breastfeeding at 4.30 a.m. getting on a train to New York City just so I can go to the hospital I like from 72. Um, and, and, and that was really made pronounced to me when I had my son and I had started yoga and um, just a different, we, you know, I, I, I went to 30 hours. I kind of really took charge of how I was going to work three days a week, not five days a week. And, you know, um, and I had a totally different experience and I realized how disempowering, and although I knew so much in keeping them healthy to the masculine point of view of health as in productive and efficient, um, I really wasn't doing much service for women. And my whole perspective just changed on how much like starting around 2001 2002 when I saw how yoga was so helpful for me um that mind body really had to come back into things um and that when I went into women's health I just I just knew right away women's health had to be outside of just the breast and the vagina and having a baby and breast cancer like we are so much more and um feeding into the narrative just so it keeps things easy with management wasn't it. And honestly, Madeline, there was nothing, there was nowhere for me to work. I tried to go work at some women's, you know, there was one women's health place. They didn't get me. They didn't understand. They just wanted me to palpate a vagina and make sure I could, you know, like they just didn't get the whole concept, even the yoga stuff. It was a little too early. I made my own thing. And then that moved me into wanting to help other people do the same thing because how many other people are sitting like that right now? the next wave, but there's no place for them to work or there's no way for them to work in the system, you know? So I think I got a lot of people thinking different. I got a whole 400 people sitting there and my goddess was the mastermind talking moon cycles and spirituality is part of it too. So <laughs> yeah, it's definitely been a, a, a windy, a windy road to, you know, sometimes we come to realizations, unfortunately, through the hard way. But I, I think that that's kind of just life is that, you know, unless we're pushed to one end, you know, we may have inklings of change being needed, but like, eh, tomorrow or later or I'll rest when it's vacation time. Certainly, uh, you know, I just got to just got to get this thing done right now and 
then I'll think about the other stuff. And it's not, sometimes it's these challenging times that really pushes us to, to make that hard decision. And then of course, right. hindsight is like, oh yeah, I made the right, right. decision. But in the, main, right. in the interim, it's, it's, yeah, it's super like challenging. Hell. It's like birth. It's like birth, you know, you're going through that whole, you, you're making that baby. And then like, you're like, you know, it's gestating. And there's that whole period there where you're like, I guess things are happening, but I can't really see it yet, but I feel kind of odd. And then you have things happening, you know, things are going on. And then you get to this point at the end before you even go into labor, where you're just like, I want this thing out, but you know, it's not ready. And then like, when you're literally in labor, it's very painful there. And I really saw there was a need to sort of coach women through that, that was not in these other business masterminds, because of that lady boss mentality, like you're weak, and you're like, whatever. It's like, no, I'm actually, you know, going through this gestation. Like I literally am like, we're bringing you through like the butterfly cycle. You know, that was not in any of the masterminds I was being given as a business thing. You know, like they were just like, take this checklist and do this thing and you'll get the, and I get it. You will get to the end of the yellow brick road, but it's their, it's their land of Oz. And it's just, I just, it's just like when I go to a, a male OBGYN, I get it. You went to Harvard, you know, all your stuff, but you never literally will understand what I'm going through. And I really feel there's, there's a space for that, especially for the medicine women, because most of us, especially women's health, we go into that track because they had a story like me. You got sick, you got misused, you got abused. Like you had that story. So now you're holding that space for other women. And then I call it the Kirby hustle. I really want to get the vernacular like life. I don't know, like pushing out. And, and then on top of that, Madeline, once you've gotten to that point that you're dilated and you're like exhausted, now they're like, okay, now we're going to push. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, like even if you get to this point or it's, or it's an emergency C-section or something like the, the whole process of that. And then being given this baby, like don't lift, except your 10 pound baby. Like it's just, you know, you're going to find a way around it. And um, no one can, and there's such strength in that. I mean, even it was really disappointing to me knowing that I had gotten all A's, you graduate cum laude, you go through this, you get awarded this by the state, you get da, 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 And here I am sitting here clueless in terms of my own empowerment. You know, I was one of those women who until I went to a, a pelvic health, you know, continuing ed, while being in healthcare, I hadn't looked down there. Everybody else had by then, but I hadn't. And and I and you know, I'm sure you also work with women 50, 60 years old, and you're like, here's the mirror, here's the first time. And you're like, how are you walking around all you're like, this is where we're at. Yep. So it's we've got to understand it's gonna be a curve, it's gonna be a tangent. And I think that if we understand that, we go off and we do the PTA for a year or two, or we go off and we homeschool and we pull back our business and we do, but it's never really a waste. The old mentality was like, you're leaving it, you're, it's a waste, you're going to be behind. No, I am getting so many skills doing that. I'm, lear I'm, I'm learning so many people. I'm getting in with the wives of these people I'm going to need money from later. Like that's the mentality, but who teaches you that? So where... Like how, where do you see women in business going? Like where, where, where do you see us evolving to? As, you, as you're saying, mm. you're kind of like seeing sort of the horizon before we, like what, what is the way that we should think differently about the way we present ourselves in the world? 
um, we need to do the self, like we need to do the personal work. Like we really do need to, um, like right now, menopause. I love it. I'm, I'm so happy everybody's teaching about all the horrible things. It's like when I first saw that book, a popular book when you're pregnant, like when I was in that stage, it was like, what to expect when you're expecting? All the crap that's going to happen to you every month. Like, I felt like that should have been the subtitle of that book. You know, like, it's, I, and now we're here at menopause now. Now we've just kind of transported into that. So I think we need to, I see women needing to reclaim what I call the matriarch years, which is that move from like the role of you got maidenhood and then you got mothering. And it's not like you lose, you know, your titles along the way, but there comes a shift where you're in the mode now of legacy. And I don't think women have really embraced that. I think they, I think men have embraced that from day one, that they're building legacy. They're building the generational wealth and health and whatever. They're changing the story and the vernacular. And I don't think, I think women kind of ride as much as we've gotten forward for whatever reasons, traditional things from family, cultures, religions, whatever. So we need to give ourselves, I see women now giving themselves more permissions because of COVID really, like this big shift right now. You have to. Like if, you, if you're waiting for somebody to, to, to organize all the things and tell you the rules where you definitely won't get in trouble. Like two years ago when I was talking to physiotherapists, they were like, well, what's the legalities of that? Like, what will I, you know, now it's like, hey, do you want to be in business or not? Because I'm telling you, somebody will sue you probably if they feel like suing you or they won't. And either you'll have your butt covered or you won't. So which way you want to do this? Like it's at the point now where um, I see women kind of giving themselves permission a little more, which is really nice. Um, and then from there and doing that personal work to be bigger, be bolder, be brighter, you know, like you, you cut your hair. You're like, yeah, I, uh, this is who I am. But why does it take me this many years to be like, cut my damn hair if I want to like, you know, because it's like building ourselves. And, and if we can go into taking our ideas into something, like even if it's not going to be, you don't have to have a six, seven figure business or whatever they sell, but something just because it's yours. Like it's yours and you're like, even if it's your craft business or it's something that's not even going to necessarily really support you, but it supports itself, but it brings you joy. That's where I see women needing to go. All of this Brene Brown and Oprah Winfrey and everything we've been talking about, let's put it into implementation. Like, let's really just say, hey, academics, uh, education fell to the ground. Healthcare fell to the ground. Politics fell to the ground. Like the economy fell to the ground guess what let's do let's do our creator thing let's make something out of nothing like when we go in the refrigerator and we're like okay you got this this and this i'm gonna make something out of this like mm. why can't we just do that because i do know that my ex would look in the refrigerator those nights and be like all right we gotta order pizza you know like i was like no i got a whole thing here i can see what we can do here you know so getting from that competitor mind into the creator mind and really embracing it and changing the rules to make it work, just much like I said, hey, I don't want to give up my career, but how could I do this differently? Let me make my own thing to whatever, or partner with each other more, such as what we're doing here on this podcast, not look at ourselves as we're competitors. Ooh, what will she do? She she sees the same things as me. And more be like, you're not me. I'm not you. I know who I am. You know who you are. How can we come together to help each other do what we can't do? We just need to start, like, you know, it's not just at the playground learning how to get your toddler to walk. You got to do yeah. that here now in the real world. 
you know, so I see women now giving themselves more permission because they're, like you said, you know, backs against the wall. And um, I'm excited for that because now some of the words such as myself and other people and some of the tools and the technology, I mean, we have a 24 seven economy really all over the world. You know, if you can't do licensed PT somewhere or medical doctoring, write a book, sell it in Indonesia, do a workshop, you know, like, Sky's the limit. You know, get to get together with it's yeah, it's definitely interesting because, you know, you sort of see yourself as a silo, you know, in business, um, which I totally was. Um, And then, you know, just by chance, kind of connecting with a few other women who own clinics as well and are in pelvic health and, you know, my colleague and I started, you know, this mastermind group of women where we Beautiful. come together and we share, we share our successes, we share our struggles, we share some of our tactics and ideas. And, you know, in the beginning, it was a little scary because, you know, you sort of think like, I don't want them to copy me. What, you know, like we, we have the same sort of um, clientele base. I mean, we were spread out across the the city. So it was silly. Like, you know, people weren't going to travel to Toronto, have, you know, an hour to come see me. But, but in the beginning, because of, as you're saying, this sort of masculine lady boss, competitive, like um, type of mentality, like I, you know, that I had grown up around, it was a scary thing to be vulnerable and to ask questions and to say like, here's where I'm struggling in my business. Like, what would you guys do? Or, Hey, I have this idea. Can you guys give me feedback on it? Like before I start putting it out in the public. Right. So I could tweak it and make it better. Um, And it's added so much to my life and so much to me as a woman in, in business. And, you know, and I've, joined a different collective of, of women in healthcare that are also clinicians and CEOs of their own company. Like we, we do things differently. We do have different demands on us. We can have the most wonderful partners that help us out, you know, and do things. And it's still difficult, right. And challenging and uniquely challenging that, you know, our, oftentimes our partners don't really understand the things that we're going through because our biology and our physiology is different. Right. And, and, and in a beautiful way, theirs is different. And so like when we can appreciate that, we can really, I think, come to a point of fraternity and partnership rather than one-upping and who's better for this and who's, nobody's looking like, at least in my world, nobody's looking, I'm not looking to replace anyone. I'm looking to complement and enhance, and I'm looking for others who can complement and enhance me across the board. So obviously there's, you know, there's layers and layers, but you know, to, to what you're saying, we also have to get smarter with who we let in our inner circles. And I think that's what we need practice with. And then that also comes with the intuitive gut wisdom that's sort of been pumped out of a, out of, a, of us, you know, where it is, that's the way we had the advantage, like, and also trust. Like we kind of in our gut, you know, we didn't, we didn't trust a lot of people because we were abused and we were, you know, gaslit and, and something, you know, like the smart women that were figuring out the BS going around, you know what happened? You ended up, uh, you know, 
as a witch burned to the stake. Like, you know, if you were actually like, we, we have a history that again, generational, we know it's epigenetics, things pass in the generation. We're just learning about that sort of stuff. Um, it's it again i think really generation x my my age group and then like the older wives who are our little sisters and stuff i think it's the first generation that really can take the bull by the horn and you know go with it because especially generation x we lived a lot of our life half of our life half of my life was lived without a lot of these things like we had go to school get this and that but we were in this little gap where sci-fi and Orwellian concept and like everybody was really excited we were post Hitler and wanted us to think and education wasn't just pumped in yet because there wasn't computers like I didn't get on a computer to like sixth or seventh grade you know so there was this little window where we really do have this strength of like seeing where it was seeing what it was and then now we have this power of a couple even my daughter's generation now right having all this education and coming up with a good feeling about themselves and being able to play the game a little bit differently. So, you know, pick your circles right. And I'm, I'm hoping that eventually with enough conscious men also doing that, we'll start to be able to be into these, you know, together groups. But I do think right now there's a benefit of having kind of like your women's group and whatever, because we need to see the contrast. We haven't had that enough. We've seen a lot of mean girl stuff in those circles and we have to kind of trust our sisters again. And then we'll learn how to trust our brothers and then hopefully they'll trust us. We really should. I mean, we've always sort of been there for them and then we'll, we'll really get this. So I kind of see just, just, you know, these are gap years going to be next couple of years till we get to something and probably my generation, you know, this is my grandkids. This is our grandkids we're doing this for right now. You know, you talked about sort of our biology and physiology how how do you see that sort of how can we kind of tap into our own biology and physiology right. when it comes to like moving forward and evolving as a woman in business you know yeah. you because you kind of alluded to mm-hmm. uh, you know kind of gut feeling Cycles and, and intuition yeah. like we sort of had these cues that we were getting from our bodies about uh, you know, what we should do next, or is this a safe right. environment? I'm just, I'm wondering how you sort of see our physiology impacting and moving us forward in business. Right. Well, there is research to show. I mean, they have studied like for let again, coming, comes out of competition. So how do we make the better human? You know, how do we make the Olympic champion? And then it trickles down into, into everyday kind of performance. But they did show that, you know, women, while you're men- menstruating, which isn't rocket science, guys, yes, your energy levels are lower. So guess what? That's not the best time to plan that big summit and be all, you know, all over the place and whatever, like for running it that day, you know, like try not to do that if you can. But sometimes it happens, right? The Olympics happen to end up on a day you got your period and you've worked so hard. So it's, it's about the stuff we do through the rest of the cycle, you know, like afterwards, or like at the time when our estrogen is at its highest, the testosterone is at its highest, the progesterone is going to, you know, start coming up soon. That peak point where we ovulate, hey, guess what? We actually kind of really are really, in, we really are sort of are on our, on our game. You know, we're really like, who's good for me? Who's not good for me? Blah, 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 blah. This is a great time for be, for planning kind of like your 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 next quarter or whatever you're going to do, however far out. Um, when that drops 
and we have this progesterone, we're, we're in this period before we literally have our, our menstrual flow, where it's, it's, it's almost telling us to um, start, you know, to nurture ourselves, to sort of replenish ourselves a little bit. Like that's not when you totally deplete, like it's like prepping you. Um, you don't have to sit and rest. You actually have, you know, energy still and you're kind of still, but that's more of that time to like not exhaust yourself because then that next week, what do you got? What do you got for keeping that momentum through the week of, of your menstrual cycle? So it's just kind of being a little bit smarter with understanding, hey, it was prepping us to maybe start making a baby or not, or detoxifying then, like going back to really what nature intended, um, even just diet in general, you know, we have such illnesses and body image and calorie counting and this like that. But if we could really understand, hey, you know, um, if you, you know, increase your, you know, when your energy's high and you're doing stuff, this is a great time for training, you know, while in the middle of your cycle, when you really do want to bump it up a notch, when you want to go like give that pitch to so-and-so for your business, when you want to like show up for whatever, let's do that more towards like that ovulating. I feel sexy. I feel, you know, wanted. I feel kind of, let's use it. You know, let's use it. Like everybody's like, well, you know, don't show off too much. Your, your light, your energy, your sexual power. Guess what? I mean, on, on a yogic, uh, energetic thing, sex, money, and power all sit in the same area. So while you're trying to just not look so sexy and not look too, you know, gosh forbid that person talking to you can't control themselves. Um, and they can't hear a thing you say, like, but literally like you're, you're stifling your money and your, and your power at that point too, while you're stifling your sexuality. So we look at menopause, right? This is a time when women should be like at the peak of their careers, at the peak of their knowledge. And here we are complaining about all the, I feel unsexy, my weight, my this, my that. I mean, you're just manifesting to like all that power you worked so hard burning yourself out in your twenties and thirties for and, and early forties. Here you go. Here you go stifed, you know, sucking it out. Of course, you're going to feel used up by 60, you know, when honestly, that's, we should be thinking like, that's the time the kids are a little older. I've got this, whatever. That's when you push your, you know, make your business, do what you got to do while they're whatever, meet your people or whatever. Those kids start getting older into middle school, high school. That's when you push. That's when you become the multimillionaire. That's when you're not in your twenties and thirties, maybe, mm. you know, you maybe, nice. maybe you, you know, smooth it, it out. You're still going to die a millionaire. <laughs> it's, it's just interesting to even just open the possibility of thinking about that because as you're kind of talking about timing things in your cycle and then I'm like yeah you know what like funny enough like and this has just been sort of in recent you know being a postpartum mm -hmm. mom like mm -hmm. your periods do get they they're very quite different yeah. than like pre-baby um where they're much heavier and and I find like if I have a really busy clinical day on that day, on my like really heavy flow day, I don't know that I'm like, I'm distracted because I'm very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Everything kind of feels heavy down there. And it's like, mm -hmm. you know, you just don't feel like yourself because you're slightly distracted. Because you're not, you're not your normal happening. self, right? You're working with high inflammation. You're inflammatory. You are distracted because of the hormonal shift. Like your body, again, is a barometer, right? You're not a thermometer, you're a barometer. And so it, it sits and it's like looking at this and it's like, oh, we're out of this. 
we're out of this range, we're out of this range. And even, you know, and that's why we want to do the meditation and the journaling and doing these other things, eating a balanced diet and getting balanced sleep other weeks as best as possible, because that will help to, you know, maybe that week we have our period, we really make sure our blood sugars are even, we really don't, you know, burn the candle at both ends as much as we can. Um, you know, if we, if we really do feel like, oh gosh, like I, I got to kind of lean out my, my uh, schedule, those, you know, I have more planning, I do more quiet work, like just reorganizing that in your month, you know, I think that would be to our advantage. It's just that we haven't been in situations before where we could like go to the boss and be like, look, you know, this week I feel really highly intuitive. I think I'd really like to call a meeting on, you know, whatever. And they'd be like, oh yeah, sure. You know, like, but in our own businesses, we could. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And, and you're right. Like, and as I started <laughs> recognizing, like, it's just, it's also just not very comfortable for me to like be, you know, so I've sort of like, I start to look at my calendar and it's like, okay, period time is going to be around here. You know, if I could just be a little bit more calm day one and day two, where I'm not heavy caseload, or maybe I take that, you know, Saturday off so that, you know, I could just be chill and read a book and like do other kind of creative business things that like doesn't require me being on my feet for 12 hours a day. Um, So I've been actually like naturally starting to think about that without even knowing that that's a thing. But now that you're bringing it up, it's going to be like, okay, you know what? Actually, I'm going to rethink. Like if I'm going to do my product lunch or like my service lunch, I'm probably going to try to time it when I'm like in my peak energy versus like, okay, I just made it here and I'm kind of, you know. Exactly. Exactly. And the fact that you're saying like, it's more natural now, like you were put right. So like, I see that a lot, like people postpartum, if you kind of were healthier in your pregnancy, your postpartum is going to be healthier too, right? And you're going to maybe be, I, I think people sometimes shift like they were unhealthy and then they finally get pregnant and it sort of forces them to eat better, sleep better, whatever they get on a better rhythm, circadian rhythm. And even though they're, you know, uncomfortable, they're not like as abusive, you know, for whatever reason, and maybe thinking of the child versus them and then postpartum. Yeah, things are different. But I think what happens is sometimes let's say you're a real go getter, you're an athlete or whatever, maybe your periods were in dysfunction. Maybe you had really light periods or the, you know, we look at the colors and things like that. Like it wasn't really like doing the work it needed to do because you were abbreviating it being all that kick-ass. And then afterwards, like that's kind of like what your periods would have been if had you been nourished. And, 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 you know, we also have to think of that. Like, where do we think of the dysfunction? You know, like right now an athlete thinks it's a dysfunction if she doesn't have her period. And sometimes she's been put on the pill, like never ending cycle of, being put on the pill. And I just think of that later on, we have no research. Like we hardly had research putting young kids on, really we had no research. And then they hardly have their cycles and everything's so distracted and they're always on the blue light. And like, I don't know, I mean, you know, it's COVID and it's economy. And then it's also gonna be what we've been doing to ourselves in terms of like, do we go on or not? Well, you need the women to make these babies. I mean, I, we're, we're not there yet in the test tube, like the whole entire nine months. Maybe we're going to get there, but I don't think we want that. But I mean, we're, we're not there yet. But the harvest of, of where we're coming from, like, this is not just for us and our kids. This is literally like our responsibility now. 
speaking to sort of modern day and the crazy times that we're in, you know, what, like in your sort of perception, what, what do you think 2020 has done for modern day women? Um, well, if they utilize it well, um, there is no woman who should go back to work after her six weeks of maternity leave, because that's all we get here. Plus you get another six weeks of family medical leave. Like it's different everywhere. But I would say in America, if you go back and they tell you what they normally would say is, well, you know, the office can't run without you here. No, I really think it just ran a year and a half without me here. So what else you got for me? Like, we're going to have to sort of, you know, <laughs> leverage off of any of the gains. If we, if we, if we want the game to be played differently, then we're going to have to introduce some new rules and variation and evolve the game. It's no longer let's how do we fit in the game as it is. It's more of like, let's start adapting the game to a new version, you know, like, you know, um, Madden 2021, you know, like it's, it's some things are updated, other things were left behind, you know, this worked. Um, so I think for, for women who are watching and again, doing the personal work to feel their self-worth. And there was a lot of um, stuff coming up and realizing, wow, I guess my relationship's not that great because it wasn't because I was working because now we're here and it's even more of a problem. Like all of this stuff needs to, I think it's a, it's an opportunity to deal with the stuff you need to, to take self-ownership and to really elevate this idea of like, bringing a new perspective to the table. Should we want to open that door? I'm not sure everybody does because some people are very comfortable and I get it. I just think that everyone who does want to take that opportunity, let's get at it and let's start working together because it will not be everyone. I mean, I have, and I don't know if you felt that way because I take you as somebody who's a, a strong woman, um, but I have just, heard from as many women as men that I'm intimidating like strong women you know so it's not like everybody's in my fan base that just makes me you know? just <laughs> it just makes me um it makes me giggle because I just think about my friend when she kind of first met me at our training club she was just like I you know like people are kind of scared to approach you um I mean some of it well, a large proportion of it is self-protective, but, you know, I, I certainly can show up big or small, depending on my, depending on my mood that day. But, you know, um, certainly it, it can seem intimidating when you have strong women stepping forward and doing scary, scary things, which I think is important for us to do. But I think also what you're saying in relation to like the big boss lady, um, because I'm also very type A and I will just literally go and go and I don't take the time to rest in a healthy way, which has changed a lot in 2020. Like it's just brought mm -hmm. to life, like all the things that sort of like are not working. Right. It just, I, I, I feel like it amplified a lot of things right. for a lot of people of like, right just how dysfunctional things are. And, you know, I've made some big decisions to also just start slowing down, start like 
diversifying where my attention right. go versus just being like, go, 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 go. And working all these crazy hours, um, and not giving any time to my creative. Right. Because it's, it's really not that healthy. Like even for our sons and our, and our, you know, male colleagues and partners, like if you don't give them an alternative either, then how are they supposed to become more conscious and know where to go? Because we really have presented, you know, I, I think I had mentioned to you when we had a pre-talk, um, you know, I really woke up one day and I was like, oh, I'm all this like feminist, whatever. And then I was like, actually, I'm pretty misogynistic because I looked down at women who went to college and then decided to just stay home at their, with their kids. You know, I went through a period of that. Like, that's what I was taught. Like, you're not going to go to college and get this career and get all this thing and then whatever. And then all of a sudden, just stay home with you. Like, just saying that, just stay home with your kids. Like being like, I'm going to stay, I'm going to take it easy on the day of my period. Like you, you think you were like saying something that's like, oh my God, like, you know, and, and that actually is a pretty misogynistic view because it's like, uh, yeah, I'm bleeding. Do you, do you go get a presentation when you're bleeding? Like, do you, do you like, no, you go to the hospital when you're bleeding. Right, right. Well, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you, yeah, I think, it, I think you certainly bring an interesting, you know, point to you know this whole this is how we were sort of taught to like try as best as possible to mold into a way of being that like was never really designed for us nor were we really given I don't know permission or space you know we weren't really given a time for us to kind of figure out well what does that really mean for us as a collective Um, and I think, I mean, I would hope that like when this pandemic thing kind of does its thing, um, I would really like to see women really becoming communal, right? Right. Rebuilding community where we actually can learn to retrust each other, um, Mm -hmm and begin to lift and hold each other up in like an empowering way, Um, both in like health, wellness, business, uh, you know, parenting, you know, the ups and downs of living. Like, I think that we would be better off collectively because that's what we used to have. We used to have a collective, a woman's collective. And, you know, elephants, they all go to kindergarten and there's like all watching each other. Like sometimes maybe we should just like stop being the elitist just as a human being on this world and look at the elephants once in a while. Like we, we look at the monks and, you know, all these kind of like quiet teachings and they kept on track and stayed calm through the storms because they kind of looked at how everything else works and they realized they're a piece of it. Mm. We sort of look as if, you know, we're here. I mean, we don't even look at our body like it really is because we're mostly bacteria, protozoa and one celled organisms that are not human tissue. And, less human actual tissue so it's like who's really the parasite walking around here (laughs) you know like when we go by the textbook um but like to to your comment in terms of like not being given that time you know i'm hoping this is that time Mm. you know like you're saying like it but we have to take it like that's the whole thing you can't just data mine and 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 just like like the whole Me Too movement, like from 2018, 19, 20, you know, coming into that whole, like, this one is seen as not, you know, this whole, like, this one was not really a guru and down with the church and down with the movie producers. And I think we're also going to see down with some of these lady bosses that are like, they, again, the lipstick patriarchy, they're really not for other women. 
they're for them getting in with the guys and mm. we're not necessarily you know they're just as much against that woman who is making it work and working part-time and and making those beautiful cakes for their kids and whatever you know you'll hear the little shy remarks at that and it's it's the same stuff it's the feeling of inadequacy or whatever like the same stuff we were feeling like towards the men they just do it and push it it's like with bullies right like if you're getting bullied you'll find somebody to bully and we've just got to clean that's got to get all cleaned up too like the whole thing's got to get cleaned up and there is going to be a section of women and I've just kind of always I didn't realize I was in this but in past couple of years I realized it's not that you're to this or to that or or not enough this or whatever it literally is is because you do sit in this place where they don't really recognize they don't they don't if they recognize you if they recognize me then they have to question a little bit some of their choices that they just said had to be you know and and that is an uncomfortable place and I do that I work on self-reflection that's my yoga practice and stuff like that but if you haven't been taught to really self-reflect and more to judge instead of discern and start making different choices if you want to, or own your choices, no matter what the consequences are, then it can look, it can look aggressive to somebody that's only known aggression, right? Assertion is more of like what we are. We are assertive. We go in or whatever, but on a woman, assertion still looks like aggression because they don't understand I could be smiling. I mean, I'm only five foot two. I really don't know what the intimidation is, but like, you know, it's the way you hold your power. But then what's the alternative? Stop holding my power. It's my power. Like, why should you get to hold your power? But I got to dim my power. And I'm not struggling, by the way. Like, I'm not in a power fight here. You're in a power. Like, it's, it's all insecurity. I mean, it all comes down to this. So I would hope this is our time to deal with some of those things that we have to rise up generationally and sort of clean up and then we'll be models on strength yeah, outside I, of just I, the physical form. I definitely think conversations need to be had and space needs to be held um, for being able to, to maybe recognize old beliefs and then being able to sift through, okay, is this really what I believe? Or was this given to me or told to me somewhere? Like sometimes it's can be really difficult to differentiate. And like you said, like self-reflection or self-reflective practices allows us to recognize, oh, you know what? I behaved in a not so great way. Right. Right. And say, okay, rather than shame ourselves and judge saying, okay, where did that behavior come from? Why, you know, what was that all about? You know, is it because I feel insecure? And and I think it's just the vulnerability piece and having that right circle that will hold space for you right. to be able to like, you know, muffle through. It's like you, you stepped into a pond and you can't see the bottom because all the mud is flowing around. Well, it's going to take a little right. bit of time for that mud to settle for us to see things more clearly so we can make those better steps forward. But I think- I think that has to happen in a, you know, collectively in a, in a, in a woman's group where we can try to sift through this without kind of having other people tell us. Right. You're not going to be at the authoritarian area or the victim, because I do see a lot of yeah. women's groups, especially postpartum. It's like everybody's just sitting there, you know, pepping each other up to be the victim especially in things like pediatric therapies and stuff like that like it's like 
they had their whole identity and their child's muscular sclerosis or their diet, you know, diabetes or this or that. And we lose ourselves sort of in our quest. Mm. So yes, I think we do. One of the reasons why I made the guys who's the mastermind is because I saw with these masterminds, right? So we've got the group of like authority and discipline and go, go, go. And then we've got the groups of like, it's okay, baby, if you don't want to do anything today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day and whatever, we're all tired and whatever. But then we needed that group that was like, look, you can be in that space like you just described. And we're gonna have the touch of personal accountability buddies as well as understanding, yeah, you know what? Like cycles and this and that and seasons of life and all of that. I didn't, didn't see a lot of those groups, especially in healthcare. I still found in the healthcare realm, it was kind of, you got the diagnostics, clinical stuff, you got the total business, go, go, go. But there wasn't like, hey, can I just be like this medicine woman? Like, can I just be like this woman? Like, do you do you need to know what my credentials are to be in this group? Because I'm smart. We can all say like, we're all smart, all healthcare, but do I like, do I always have to put my letters after my name and show you the book I wrote to be in this group? Because that's not what I'm looking for, you know? Well, it's, so. it's being, I think there, there needs to be space to allow for us to move from one side or the other, right. not to necessarily get stuck right. in one end or the other. Um, and I was taught like sort of this kind of great exercise of looking at the infinity symbol. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right? what I talk about. Maybe and like yep. pendulating from one side to the other and being okay with right. whatever is, right? We don't have to medicalize everything and we don't have to, like we can be okay and still feel sad. We can be okay and feel really, really strong. Like maybe the feeling sad was being okay. Like maybe you should feel sad. Maybe you should feel depressed when you've been running yourself wild. Maybe that's your body pulling back. Like maybe that makes common logic sense. And then giving you know? the, and I, it's just to give the space and understand that like, you're not wrong and you're not right. right. You right. just are. Don't, don't rip out my uterus because I happen to be 45 when I complain that I've been wearing myself out for the past 30 years. And then I get, you know, these, don't, don't tell me, oh, you had your babies and we can just take out your uterus. You know, stop, stop calling it a hysterectomy. That would be very good if we stopped calling it a hysterectomy because that's very derogatory. Because yeah. they said you were hysterical and put you in mental hospitals. That's and then they ripped out your uterus. Like we just gotta modernize, right? Like if we're in women's health, we should find a different name of it. <laughs> a, a, a uterorectomy? Yeah, it's a it's a, yeah, uterus, like just, it's a uterusectomy. It's a uterus. Yeah, there you go. That's what it is. You know, like that's what it is. <laughs> I've heard that before. Yeah. And now I'm hearing it, uh, you know, hearing it again, but I don't think anybody's actually sat down to really think about the root of the word. Not because it's just so normalized, but that's it. You know, I mean, I, we're just going to see a big change of that. I mean, that's what we're having this conversation for. It's like, how is this women's health? Because women's health is social health. Women's health is public health. And if you want changes in women's health and public health, and the first teachers, by the way, are women, are the mothers. And like, you know, so you can't really have society's pillars without thinking of the women and women's health. So we're just sort of, sorry, it took so long in our evolution to get here, but we're here finally. Yes, hopefully. And, <laughs> and here to stay. Um, tell us about your podcasts. Yeah. So I, um, over 2020, 
I kind of felt like I needed to kind of come back and, and bring in the male point of view a little bit more. So I started um, the Evolving Human show. It's fairly new. I'm still kind of finding like what people want to talk about, but that allows me to go kind of on my more metaphysical quantum physics, looking at the world evolving um, in general energy and stuff like that kind of conversation and a little bit more of the psychosocial, um, whereas Owning Her Health, which is my first podcast, uh, we have 50 episodes out. I took a little one-year hiatus, felt like I needed to. Again, these are our cycles, right? Um, and focused on me and getting through a divorce. And now I'm coming back. I'm feeling the call to come back. And we'll be starting those up again in the middle of February. I already have um, a lot of great women. But that kind of gets into the women behind, you know, such as yourself or, or people kind of taking their pains and making their passion and maybe even making a profit off it, you know, really flipping that perspective on why they go through what they got to go through along with looking at our bodies and our minds and a um, little bit more of the traditional look at, at healthcare um, for women. But that conversation being that we are, you know, we're, I started belly guru around the woman and the mother because I realized, gosh, if I can get mom, doing these things for herself, then she's going to do it for her kids. She's going to show it to her. Like that's so much more impact than me trying to like even get a woman at menopause or something or down the road or some CEO to just stop being stressed. Like you got to get them when they're listening. That's when they're right. Because it is so much of society is like, you know, coming, coming out of it. Not that it should be only her responsibility, of course, but she knows her role here and we've made it very hard. So owning her health sort of has that conversation. Um, and that's on over at iTunes. If you want to take a listen over there and the evolving human show is over on uh, Buzz, Buzzsprout. All right. And if people kind of want to follow you, find you elsewhere, like elsewhere outside of podcasts, yeah, where, where join, can people find you? Yeah. Come join the goddess wisdom tribe. If that sounds like you're one of those, evolving women, especially uh, medicine women. And I don't necessarily mean you're only in healthcare, but like you're a teacher, you're a guide, you're a healer, you're a mother, you're going through, you know, understanding that there's something more maybe that you're seeing yourself evolve through. So that's the goddess wisdom mastermind over on Facebook. And if you go over to Dr. Lisa Holland, PT.com, you can see all that yummy, including some of the healthcare stuff and health consulting um, membership that I'm opening back up through Belly Guru. Um, but yeah, those are probably the two best places. And my handle is at Dr. Lisa Holland PT on Facebook and Instagram. And I try to give everyone kind of like a little mini pep talk uh, along this over on my Instagram each day. So I'd love to link up with you and uh, communicate. Amazing. And of course, we'll put those links um, in the show notes to make it easy for everybody to access and get spelling and all of that stuff. Uh, so don't worry about trying to jot it down. It'll everything will be in the um, podcast description to make it easy for you to find. I want to thank you for taking time to join me for today's episode and kind of chat about this because I, you know, I'm kind of like, feeling like I just, you know, I need to have some, a little bit more conversation around that feminine piece. Um, as I, as I too am feeling, uh, you know, just a lot of masculine energy around. And it's just like, I just, I want to explore the other side and just yeah. dive a little bit deeper into my own, you know, mind and body and spirit and just 
trying to figure out, you know, what my place in this, in this world during these crazy times is just trying to make sense yeah. of it all. That's so right. It's the, the beauty of it. Thank you so much for having me because, you know, again, I think people are open to this conversation a lot more now than I can tell you back in 2005 when I started, but uh, we're still not quite there. So I always appreciate open minds and um, opportunities to connect, especially now all over the globe. So thank you so much. And um, I hope, it, you know, hope, I hope you found beauty in this show. Absolutely. And of course, we want to encourage all of our listeners to subscribe because then this way you won't miss it because uh, you'll get your notifications and the episodes will automatically show up in your podcasting um, apps wherever you are subscribed. And of course, you know, do you know a strong woman that needs to hear a strong message and, you know, share it out? Because uh, again, you just never know kind of what might be going on in somebody's mind and they maybe just need a little kind of like, oh, you know what? I never thought about that I was doing that. I didn't know that I was organizing my time and my space around my cycles or whatever, whatever it might be. You just never know what message people need to hear. So share it on out. And we look forward to connecting with everybody on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Living a Better Life podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our show to stay up to date with our latest and greatest episodes. We would also love to hear your comments, suggestions, and reviews. Thanks again. Until the next episode. Bye for now.